Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and as always, I am joined by Sarah DeYoung, Dana Mashevsky, and Pastor DJ Lura. Hey everybody. Hello. Sounds like you're doing your vocal warm-ups there, Ryan. <laughs> How now, brown cow? <laughs> nope. Sounded I'm very weird. I, I'm not. I'm just gleeful today. Ah, good. The sun came out, so I'm happier now. (laughs) Yeah, it did. It was gloomy this morning. (laughs) It felt like fall. It was beautiful. It was cold. Pumpkin spice is gross. Why? I mean, that's... That is the most out of context. 39 seconds into this podcast, Mm -hmm. and you're already just saying mean, terrible things that don't need to be said. Well, it's the... Haven't you ever heard that if you can't be kind, be quiet? (laughs) I have, But that's dumb. <laughs> I have, but I don't choose to. He's incapable of that. <laughs> that's not true. But pumpkin spice is terrible. I hope somebody candy corns your office again this Gross. year. Gross. <laughs> I hope they come to they, your new office and candy yeah, corn. I was going to say, actually. <laughs> we got two pounds of candy corn. Was that last year? Was that was no. Like, no, you were here. Two, three years ago now. Probably who, two. Who was it? I can't tell that. Come on. I'll... Ryan, when you're dying on your deathbed, I'll send a carrier <laughs> pigeon and you'll get a piece of paper and you'll say, no. <laughs> wow. If they choose to carrier tell you, pigeon. it's their choice. Oh, Until then, I'm sworn to secrecy. All right. Well, whatever. Okay. So we got fall activities that have that have kicked off mm-hmm. in full gear. Yep. Yeah. School's back. Church is back. Yep. Well, church has always been here. But. Rally, rally Sunday <laughs> <laughs> is back. Backstreet's back. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. So, so (laughs) we've already lost the plot. What are we talking about? Oh, we have business to get to. Oh, we do. We are today going to start a new little format for y'all. Can I say that? Sure. Who is it? Somebody got mad at me about saying that the other day. What format? No, y'all. Your children. Y'all? Oh, yeah, my children did. You, you oh, all? That's right. Haley did. Yeah, she got mad at me for saying y'all. What's wrong with y'all? I don't know. It's Not much true. more efficient than you all. That's true. Or you guys or mm-hmm. use guys. Yeah, who who enunciates? Think about how much time you save just by saying y'all. Y'all. Yep, exactly. That's half a second back. I mean, that's true. <laughs> In your life, hundreds of milliseconds. <laughs> hundreds. It adds up to a whole minute probably. <laughs> so... We're going to try something a little bit different that we mentioned before. We're going to we're going to do a little bit shorter episodes and so we're going to have to get right to the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's never going to happen. No, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> like actually, you no. know what? We can dream though and we yeah. can try and that's all we can ask <laughs> we'll for. We'll see how long it lasts and we'll be proud of how long that yep. is. <laughs> I had a football coach who would say, "If you aim for the stars, you'll at least hit the moon." Mhm. So, I guess we're trying to do that. Yeah. Isn't that backwards? Out. No, well, I know there's like a thing of, I think, I think that's the right thing, but it's always the like, realistically though, do you know how far away the stars are? You're not going to hit them. I thought it was like, if you aim for the moon, at least you'll like land among the stars. No. Yeah, stars are way further away. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) I feel like aiming for the moon, that's like, I'll just, I'll aim for the next block over. It's not that far. I guess. (laughs) I think what he was trying to get at is you, if you give maximum effort, mm-hmm. you'll at least accomplish something. Something good will come. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because yep. let's, let's be honest. I, if I aim for the stars, I'm still not hitting the moon because yeah. <laughs> I'm True. earthbound. Yeah. So Won't Gravity even, is a thing. Yeah. Won't even get it to the eaves troughs. <laughs> the what? The eaves. <laughs> the, gutter, even, the gutters. 
then why not? I was just- like, I didn't even know what word you were trying to say. Cause I was like, wait a minute. I was trying to like think back to like seventh grade science. Like what, what are all the layers of the atmosphere? I don't think one starts with E. Um. Yeah. Right there. See? Use trough. Hmm. Do you also call a couch a Davenport? No. No, but I should. <laughs> I should. I might start doing that. So I'm I don't old. <laughs> I don't want to steal your couch from your office. It's your Davenport yeah, now. That yeah. thing is a Davenport. Yeah. Yes. Have Did- you seen it? <laughs> it sounds like you should be living in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, it does. Maybe in like the 1600s. Uh, sometimes I'll call my shirt my blouse. <laughs> you know, thing is, is i've actually heard you do that. this is coming at a really bad time because my my summer intern is wrapping up and all summer long he's basically like a miniature version of ryan in some senses Stud. no <laughs> because he'll talk he he works you know at the hospital and then part-time he still works at a bar up in grand forks and he was talking about it and he's like oh yeah you know i was slinging cocktails all weekend like what, what? Like, you work at a dive bar you're so he's like well that's what i call beers and stuff you know having a nice cocktail yeah. i'm like that's not no yeah he's no. wrong he is wrong about that but but it's something i hear ryan saying eh? <laughs> like here's what it actually is What's everything else I could possibly call it that it isn't? Perfect. I'm going to go with that. So Ryan living rent-free in your head. You hear certain things, you're like, that's, a, that's Ryan all yep. over. Yep. <laughs> oh, my work here and is done. And that's why I go to therapy. <laughs> Speaking of therapy, I started that yesterday on my... On oh, what type of how therapy? Was let's, let's clarify uh, what uh, type. Uh, on my Archilles. What Was I right? I had heard that, that uh, physical therapists mm-hmm. are... Uh, in essence, sadistic cheerleaders. Was that the experience you had? No, this guy is, this guy was good. Uh, he was, he was pleasant, uh, asked me a lot of questions. And, uh, I think really what it boils down to is until the boot comes off, he can't really like, there's still a risk of re-rupture. Oh, sure. So he can't really, uh, rough me up too bad. So, but, uh, all I did I was showing Dana this earlier. All I did was like you take your foot and and press it against something not really hard, just just enough that you know you're you're flexing your muscle. Mm-hmm. Press down, pull your foot back up, and then each side. And then as you're sitting, just do like like uh, uh, toe ups, mm-hmm. but sitting there. So the only weight you're lifting is your your you know, lower leg. lower leg. Yeah. And, uh, I did that and then I laid on my back and I lifted my leg up and down 10 times and then to the side 10 times. And, uh, after I left, it felt like a hard leg day at the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you re- build all those muscles? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Actually, when I came to, when I stopped at the intersection, I used my left foot to hold the brake in because it's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> Legs starting to shake. It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> So it sounds like it'll be a, a several months of this. Okay. At least once a week, maybe twice. But you're off to the races. Mm-hmm. The start. Yep. Yes. So the boot will be coming off soon. You got to start doing like the, pre-workout the, before the, it. The, then I can take my wife. <laughs> then I could take my wife on long romantic walks to the neighbor's driveway and back. Good times. Because <laughs> that's all I'll be able to do. Have you ever thought maybe your wife wants to go for walks by yourself after all this time spent with you? <laughs> maybe. 
<laughs> yeah, that could be. I don't know. She's been she's been uh, she's been really good to me. Uh, but I imagine there's times when she's like, oh, "Come on, I just put how the long pillow. are you gonna, how long are you going to milk this thing out for?" I was gonna say like, just enjoy that because mm-hmm. once you're like walking on your, it ends. Oh yeah, no more. I can't wait. Actually, I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, well, so um. Uh, gonna mention this just wanted to get get your feedback on it but uh did you are you following the news did you hear about the big thing in the news the news Mm -hmm. yes yeah (laughs) i cried yesterday you (laughs) cried yeah yeah queen queen elizabeth ii has passed away Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, oh 70 years 70 years the queen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. longest reigning british monarch Mm mm-hmm yeah. Are are you are you big into following the the British monarchy? Yes, she is. No, it's it's I mean it's a sad time, you know. She's not only the longest ruling monarch, but like she's been through a lot if you think about yeah. it, like 15 prime ministers, 12 Canadian prime ministers, mm-hmm. 14 US presidents. Well, think about all the major events, world events since World War II. Yeah, she like was, literally she's seen everything mm-hmm. that you even think happened yeah. in the last 100 I saw years. a really cool video of um Oh, what's John Green, Hank Green's older brother, who did like a breakdown of like, (laughs) if you think about it, she was like, she was 50 when this happened. She was, and like, he compared it to US politics that had happened. And it was like, you know, she was really spring down. And and then like um, the USSR transforming back into Russia and then other countries. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, she was 18 when, um, Oh gosh, who is the founder for the USSR? Like basically like she's been around for all of the rulers for Russia and like she was in her 60s before Putin was even like an adult on the screen, sure. Yeah. Crazy. Um how does it how does this work? You know, we have like we have the president who's <laughs> the head of the government, he's the head of state. I don't know if that's the same thing. But in in Great Britain, they have they have a separation of it. So they have mm-hmm. The queen, but then they also have the prime minister. Who's the head of state, and is that the queen, or does the queen have a different title? Because I, I heard some reporter, a British reporter, talking about how it's different in the United States because they're, I, it, it, is it called the head of state? Their their popular person, I guess, is separated from um, the government leader. Mm-hmm. So basically, like the queen was in charge of all things government, but she really didn't have a direct hand in it. So like the prime minister's running the country, making the decisions. But then like the queen was technically like the one who would hit the like, yep, we're going to go to war button. We're going to do like making those big decisions. So like when her grandkids were in service, they were tech, she was technically their boss. Really? Mm -hmm. So when that's why they all still do military service. Mm -hmm. So if I'm hearing you correctly, like when, when, you know, they're a NATO ally of ours, probably the closest ally we have, when we've gone to war and they've sent troops as well, the queen is, was the one signing off on that. Mm-hmm. But she still that. has to like, there still has to be a yeah. like, parliament decision yeah. to agree to that. Okay. Like just like Congress has mm-hmm. to agree to that. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it's just officially like she's the one that like. Mm-hmm. Her signature goes on it. Mm-hmm. That and like her face is on all the money, so that's gonna have to that's change the thing too. I'm and their most, stamps. Like, interested in it. Is Even their flags. Money. What? 
like they have flags of like that are Queen Elizabeth II royalty flags. It's her. It's got her like initials and stuff on it that are going to have to change. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. Mm -hmm. Even like their mailboxes. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Like so many things just like that don't really matter in like daily life do have to change because they still are tied to her Mm -hmm. and the monarchy, which is so weird. It's technically like everything important right now is shut down in the UK until like September 28th because of her passing. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So like they won't play any like comedies on major channels until I think like two weeks after but like everything is basically shut down until after her funeral and like she's done lying in state and all that stuff. When is her funeral? I don't know yet. I haven't heard. Well, you said the 28th. What significance is that? That's like the, just... that's basically like once everything is done in proper, like, you know, we've checked this box, checked this box. We've had her funeral. She's oh, lying. Isn't that the I date see. they've said for his coronation? I think so. Okay. Because she has to like lie in state and do all of that before they can officially, <laughs> even though he is king. Yeah. The official like performance of getting the crown isn't until mm-hmm. later this month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we it's weird. Mm-hmm. So different. Mm-hmm. I, I you know how, how the ro- the royals all have really, you know, um uh their names are are very impressive, you know, like just just the way they sound. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking about all of the British royals' names if they were American. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It would be like Queen Liz or Queen Beth, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it would be not King Charles III. It would be King Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> and you Charlie. know, like, when his Prince son Billy. takes over, it'll be yeah, Queen uh, uh, King King Billy or King Bill. <laughs> yep. And then you know his son is King George. Just. Mm-hmm can't really change George but yeah. I'm just like you know yeah they're, they, they have still the use very like William old English name yeah Charles. like if you heard that in the United States be like oh somebody's in trouble yep <laughs> yeah, ooh. like ooh full name government name <laughs> that's oh, interesting we well one thing that I thought was really cool about um, Queen Elizabeth is hearing on the news um, how faithful she was mm-hmm. like like very religious and um if i'm if i remember right in the church of england the crown is the head of the head of the church mm-hmm. but that was always yes. something that was always something in, in 70 years she kept a stability as um western christianity has transformed um from a a, a modernist time to a postmodern time where if you think about what modernism is, it's this idea that there is truth and facts and the facts will show what the truth is. Postmodernism is more about feelings. And so your feelings and your own personal experience will be how you interpret what is true. And in the midst of all of that, <clears throat> you have the, the queen who's, you know, I've heard her being called conservative many times. Um, but held to those traditions and to those um, uh, traditions in Great Britain, but also holding to the faith in Jesus Christ as an example of that. I just thought that was really mm-hmm. a really cool thing. And to hear that they were talking specifically about that on the morning news, I also thought was was pretty neat. You don't hear that too often about um, world leaders and the things no. that they, they believe. Mm. So anyway... Uh, yeah. Uh, what do we say? Rest eternal, grant her, O Lord, and may light perpetual shine upon her. 
and now it's it's so they here's the next question too so <clears throat> after she passed how how quickly did they have to um coronate is that the right word make make charles king so he's technically it won't be he's formal until the 28th right so he hasn't but, had the formal coronation yeah but he's technically acting as like it, he gave his first like he address? address yeah and it little caption said king charles mm-hmm. the which is kind of yeah. sad if you think about it like his mom just died yeah mm-hmm. that is the one thing that and is you have very to weird run to, like, a country mm-hmm. you it is very sad for an entire country mm-hmm. but like that's still his mom but he still yeah. has to like go and it's very public like yeah. it's just and if you think about it <clears throat> queen elizabeth did that at 25 yeah yeah he's what 70 he, he's the oldest um yeah king to begin his reign Mm -hmm. really so she was the longest longest ruling and he's Mm -hmm. he's the oldest person to start Mm -hmm. so because people don't live very long long time ago back in the day (laughs) but you also know that that entire family has been preparing for this for a long time Mm -hmm. not you know not wanting anything to happen but just because of um the way things are done well and the way things are done in in (laughs) A place in a place with a monarchy, yeah. right? Um, that entire family is trained to step into that role. Mm-hmm. Just the way that they they live, you know, it's, it's a gilded cage. I've heard. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what that means, but it's it's like everything it's that they do. Very pretty. Yep. Well, but and it's everything still a cage. Yep. <laughs> everything they do is is um, is nitpicked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the public eye. They're yeah. they're they're the most famous people. They're the most famous celebrities in in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do find it interesting about how Americans get into that royal line. We don't talk too much about like the anybody else. Yeah, uh, like like the Emperor of Japan. No one, uh, no true. one's really talking about him. Or the or uh, the one king of his daughters in, just got married uh, like yep, last yep. year. That's Hear right. me out though. If they would come out with a great uh, award winning TV show on Netflix like The Crown, maybe we would. Well, there you go. Also, that I, is where that like revival came oh, from. Yeah. Absolutely, in the last like couple years. It's, it's all the people who stayed up to watch Prince William and Kate get married at like three a.m. Central yeah. Standard Time. Yep, I didn't do that. In 2012. <laughs> Nor did I. Nor did I. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's interesting you say that because I was today years old when I found out that there was a king and queen of Norway. Mm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And a king of Sweden. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't and know Spain. that. And Spain. And Spain. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to look up to see if Greece still had their royal. I life. think they do. Because I think that Philip the... Philip was the prince of Greece, right? It was Greece? Um, I thought he was something in Germany, like a duke. I think it was, or was he, f- I swear he was, I want to say maybe he was Spain. It's been a while since I've watched The Crown. Need well, to catch up It was on Danny it. and Sandy. That's Greece. Oh, well, well she said Greece. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Prin- Pr- Pr- Prince Philip was from Liechtenstein. I don't know if that's true. <clears throat> so I'm just going to be down here. <laughs> I think we're going to have to pause this because Ryan's going to have to go. I don't okay, even know because so he's about to pee his pants laughing so hard at his own joke. That's because you said that's Greece. Well, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> Just to end this, <clears throat> Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, was born Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark. Oh, Denmark. Denmark. Oh, yeah. Greece. That makes sense. Anyways, moving on. What else are we going to talk <laughs> about today? <laughs> Fall activities. What else do we have? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, listen. 
we started a sermon series. Um, when you hear this, we all have started the new sermon series, The Great Adventure. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do any more than that. Yeah, it, you're all right. Get get shut down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in there, what, uh, we're going to be talking on on five topics that have to do with what we're calling the Great Adventure. And one of them, uh, the first one, uh, the under topic is really why atonement. And so, mm-hmm. I'm just been asking everybody this question. Dana's already given me her answer. Uh, but you asked a hundred people, and the, and the top seven answers were right. mine is Show not me. in the top. <laughs> well, mine is very individual to me. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's unique to just you. It only affects you. So I, I was wondering, um, Sarah, why atonement for you? What is it about church, and specifically this church, that is is why you you like to be here? Um, well, about five years ago. Uh, atonement hired me mm-hmm. and then <laughs> I really like the people here. Yeah. So I just haven't left. Yeah. The biggest answers that have been shared with me, I, I think are really interesting. And, and so I looked this up and, and there's this article from Christianity.com that is, why is it important to go to church? And there gives seven answers. I've heard all seven of these um, in different ways. So I just want to go through them. Okay. And let's find out why it's important to go to church. Okay. okay. Very first one. Um, God commands it. Okay. Are you surprised by that? No. Nope. Yeah. And Jesus makes this statement. He says in Matthew 16, verse 18, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Um, so this was God's plan in order to um, carry out God's will on earth as it is in heaven Jesus establishes what we call the church or the, the assembly of believers. It basically his, um, the people. Cause when we talk about the church, we're talking about it as the body of Christ mm-hmm. on earth. Right. Um, so the first one is that the church is God's idea, which should be enough for all of us to go, Hey, I really should go to church. Uh, if we believe in God, <clears throat> the second one is kind of tied into the first one. Um, it talks about, continuously being involved in church. It's not just go once and you're good. Like uh, I got baptized once upon a time, so I'm covered, you know, mm-hmm. uh, God's word instructs us to be involved in the church In Hebrews 10 25, it says, uh, but not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, uh, God wants his people to be actively involved in the church. Um, the third one, the church is where God shows up publicly through the word in order to renew us, um, transform us, and help us to grow, uh, lead us to grow, make us to grow maybe, uh, spiritually. Um, so why do we go to church? Why do we need to go to church? Because we need to hear a word from God. And it doesn't mean that I can't open up my Bible and read God's word on my own, and, and God will speak to me through the word, um, it, it means that if I'm left only up to my own devices and I'm not gathered with other believers, I can very easily turn my own words into what I think are God's word for me. So that's the importance of, of the... And you can see this for, for, like, do any of you have any friends who never grown up in the church? Yes. 
Okay. Probably. I think so. I so I have some friends that never grew up in the church, but then became Christian later on in life. And in conversations with them, it's really interesting because, because they're like, you know, uh, our, our rule of thumb around the house is, is, um, um, you know, treat people the way you want them to treat you, which is, you know, the golden, the golden rule mm-hmm. that comes from the Bible. But aside from that, any personal ethics was more grounded in, you know, get what you can. Um, and don't get caught. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then in later life, uh, becoming a Christian and going to church, the response often is, I didn't know any of this stuff growing up. I didn't know that life could be like this, that that um, my life could be ordered or my life could could have meaning. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, the, that's why we come to church to be fed, to be... Um, uh, given the word of God to be, to be taught how to be in relationship with, with God and neighbor. Um, so the church is where God's people are taught God's word so that they can grow spiritually. Number four, the church is God's avenue for believers to utilize their spiritual gifts. Um, if you're not in church, you probably don't know that you have spiritual gifts and you're probably not sure exactly how to engage the gifts that you have from God or what they even are or what they even are. Um, you know, uh, in the church, the way that, that the church functions, especially atonement is, um, we're seeking people with specific gifts in different roles, um, in roles of leadership in roles of service, uh, in opportunities to, to build relationships with people. That's a big part of what atonement does. And so, Without the church, without without being involved in a church, you never really, probably don't even really think much about the spiritual gifts that you have and that in using them, you're entering into something exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say it this way, but it's almost like you have superpowers that you didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. But there are things that we don't think of as like superpowers. But if you don't have them, like to be able to have joy, peace, understanding, self-control, all these things come uh, as gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then you are given talents and um, guidance by God in order to to um, be a blessing to your neighbor, and all that comes out in the church. Number five, um, and this is a this is a big one. Uh, God's people connect with other believers in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? True. I can't tell you how many people that I asked this, and and the t- top two answers were. Um, it feels like family, mm-hmm. the people. Yep. Um, and I've heard it put this way that when you become a Christian, it's a, it's a teeter-totter effect. So when you become a Christian, you first have um, um, new values and then new behaviors. What you need to keep those new behaviors and new values are friends that also have those same behaviors and values. Otherwise the world will tip you in the other direction and you'll go back to old values and old behaviors. It really is um, why the church is important because God doesn't want anyone to walk alone in faith. Mm -hmm. Um, The smallest, I guess, functioning church would be what Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name. I am there among them. I mean, that's church, Um, but it can be as many people as you can fit in a space Mm-hmm. Um, or as in many houses as you can you can gather, or where everyone can hear the word together. Um, 
in the modern days, that includes the use of a really big microphone called the internet to connect mm-hmm. people uh, with the church. Atonement is a church that is uh, expressive of the church. The church mm-hmm. is, is beyond buildings. It is all of the believers in Jesus Christ. They're one assembly. And yet there are many churches or congregations that express that differently and atonement is unique in our expression of, of the faith, in the strategies that we use to share the gospel, in what we hold to be most important. I mean, we're Lutheran, um, but we don't, but we're not legalistically Lutheran, mm-hmm. if that if that makes sense. Um, we we seek to follow the Bible, and as in as much as that's in line with our Lutheran confessions, um, that's what we hold on to. But how we express that is not limited to Lutheran tradition. So that, I guess that's what I mean by not being legalistically Lutheran. Like I, I don't have a really fancy shirt that was popular in 1519. <laughs> <laughs> but some, some pastors do, and that's part of what's expected of them. That's not what's expected at atonement that I found. The, the one thing that just kind of speaks to the spirit of, of this church and the people that are in it is people don't get really fussy about what people wear. And that's a really good thing because that's not something anyone should get fussy about. Yeah. Um, that's a hindrance to the, to hearing the gospel. So God's people connect with other believers in the church. And when we build each other up, I mean, church really is come on in. We'll help you carry your cross. Just like you're going to help us carry our cross and we love and serve and, and support each other. Mm-hmm. Number six, uh, the church is God's outlet for outreach and evangelism. In other words, um, the world's not going to hear the good news of Jesus without the church. It's through the church, as Jesus says, uh, that the gates of Hades, the gates of hell cannot stand against it. What he's talking about is the proclamation of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which opens up a completely new relationship with all of humanity, all people who are sinners, through God's favor of mercy and forgiveness upon sinners in order to set them free from sin, death, and the devil, and to raise them up by faith now and by sight in the life to come to new life and to eternal life. So that's the, that's the message and the job of the church. And how does this message get out there? God sends his newsies, his Mm -hmm. good newsies, his people to be a witness Mm -hmm. to what Jesus has done for the world. And so, you know, it, it, it shouldn't even be like something that is secondary. Um, for the church, like sometimes um, churches will will say we need to get someone whose job is evangelism or someone whose job is outreach. But the answer really is the job of evangelizing the world or letting the world know about Jesus is the job of every person who's a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like, um, did you guys ever play that game um, in school? I think it's, it's called Sharks and Minnows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the sharks would catch a minnow, would the way you played it, did the minnow become a shark? Yeah. Yeah. So the more they caught, the more the sharks grew, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's how evangelism works. That's how the church works. As we share the gospel and others come to believe, then they also become it Mm -hmm. uh, and can tag others Mm -hmm. and let the, it's a, a metaphor, but it's, it's to make the point that all of us who believe in Jesus are now called to witness to what Jesus has done in our life Mm -hmm. for the sake of the people around us. Okay. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm calling an audible. Okay. We're going to make this a two-parter. All right. We're making it a two-parter. I'm doing that right now. So if you want to hear number seven, 
you got to come back next week for the t- for the conclusion, the exciting and, conclusion, the exciting conclusion, and our discussion on why atonement for each of us. How'd that be? Ooh, all right, raising the bar. Yeah, do a little do a little sales pitch as we're entering the fall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in the meantime, if you're looking for a place to worship, you can join us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. for a tradition service and 10.30 a.m. for a modern service at atonementfargo.org, atonement.live, or on YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. So for Dana Mashup, we didn't pray. No, we did not. This is new. I got caught off guard. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, call another audible. Okay. Let's pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my friends around this table and uh, for everyone who's listening. I thank you that we are given the privilege, the um, opportunity, and the freedom um, through, through this, this platform to, to talk about you and, and to talk about your goodness and what you've done for us. And uh, may, we, may we see your hand working in our lives. Um, may you bless those who are hearing this, that they may see your goodness and see what you are doing through them. Uh, all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. For Pastor DJ Lura, Dana Mashevsky, and Sarah DeYoung, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on another riveting episode of That Podcast. Jeepers. So you can be loud with riveting, but I can't be with outro music? <laughs>